a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Hello, welcome. It's Friday. It's four o'clock. It's Short Fuse. Uh, I hope you've had a good week. Funny weather. Funny weather. Letter of the week is N. Wow. Anyway, uh, weather, yes. What else has been happening this week? Uh, oh, yeah. We went to see a film about a massive prehistoric shark, the Meg. And that was great, wasn't it, guys? Yeah. Nice, even with Robert burping. Although the weird thing was afterwards, we realised that we can't take Robert anywhere because the little leprechaun, what did he do? He put his little tub that he uses for his weird sandwiches and he scraped his dinner off the plate, put it in the tub. It's great. We were, we were all just shocked. That's all we can say. And we also discovered that the latest recruit, Harry, is a serial killer. Do not worry, he's served his time, we think. Anyway, on with the top story. And the top story is all about Ofgem. Now, oh, my friends are Ofgem. So you must have heard by now about the energy price cap. It's been banging on since 2015, when first of all it was proposed by Labour, and then everyone said it was rubbish and a stupid idea, and then it moved on, and then suddenly the Tories decided last year, oh, it's actually quite a good idea, and we're going to do it. So the whole point was that we were going to get the level of this price cap next week, but no. So we did a story last week about smart meters being delayed. Now we've done a story about Ofgem delaying the level of this. And this is pretty simple. What they say is it'll probably come out in September. The reason being is we need to uh, review what we're doing. What does that mean? Review and consider responses. We guarantee you it'll happen by the end of the year. Mm. I think this is very interesting. Why have they put it back? They've been working on this for absolutely ages. But the real truth is, very simply, no one knows how to execute a price cap. When you have a market that's fluctuating constantly, yeah, a market that has to respond to price rises and price signals. You've seen all the changes that are going on. You've seen the recent price rises from British Gas and the others. Why is that? That's because we've absolutely skewed the market. We've skewed the market in a way now that we're going to have a system where, simply put, you are not going to get the variety of tariffs. You just can't. Yeah, It just doesn't work that way. If you have a price cap, which this government is so intent on doing, I have a terrible feeling that actually for us, all of us, prices will go up. I think this is what's going on here with Ofgem. Uh, they're looking at the review because they've got to work out how to make this look like not terrible news. Because I think it will be. It may seem that we're going to get a good deal because there'll be a certain fixed rate. But you know what the energy companies will do. It's exactly what I'd do. If you're suddenly being capped at one level, you'd put up all the others. So most of us are now being encouraged to be on fixed tariffs, okay? The standard variables, hardly any of them are left. So if you're going to be on the fixed tariff, it'll be fixed at a certain price. That price will be front-loaded to take, in fact, that actually there'll be a price cap throughout. So I think that this, uh, well, I've always said that the price cap, I think, is a bit of a stupid idea. But in reality, what this shows is they are having to think very long and hard about what goes on. What are you two doing? Just stop playing about. This, this is the shock of it. Have to be. You wait till I absolutely roast them when they come on. Right, uh, on to the next story. Uh, the congestion charge, uh, 2002. The T charge, 
last year and now the parking charge oh yes if you really drive a car you're going to get hammered now in london so the city of london has decided that what they want to do is introduce scaled parking it's parking is bloody expensive in london anyway it's pretty expensive wherever you are but it's shockingly expensive in central london and so what they've said in the city is that you're now going to be paying much more evs green cars you'll pay uh four quid an hour uh cars registered from 2005 onwards you'll pay 520 an hour and old donkey cars like mine right 2001 i would be paying 680 an hour now bear in mind if i had to drive into central london which i don't do very often because frankly who'd want to but anyway some people have to for work i if i drove in right now and i just parked for one hour with the congestion charger 1150 and this new uh, parking charge and i'd probably get hammered by the t-charge as well i reckon it'll cost me about 25 30 quid so you could say this is all great it'll operate between eight o'clock and seven o'clock in the city and who needs to have uh stuff going on you know people in the city are rich and so maybe a charge is the right thing to do it sounds a good idea but in reality if you look at it there are lots of people who i always say will still always get caught in this because there are loads of poorer people who still might be, say if you're a cleaner and you have to do a job where you get in really early, right? So say you have to get in at sort of four or something like that, but you leave after um, sort of 7.38 when the congestion charge is in. You'll have had these payments going on. You'll, you'll be hammered for it. And I just think it sounds a brilliant idea to always punish drivers. And I'm sure we would all like to say that central London would be, uh, you know, car free. The truth is, we do need people driving in. We do need people delivering things. Whether we have electric vehicles uh, fully in a few years, that might really reduce the pollution. But I think the charging system must take into account people's ability to pay, and this doesn't. It pretty much says if you've got an old car and you have to drive into central London, you're going to get clobbered. Not really means tested. And then the final story in this section is appropriate. It's about turds. Yes, sewage. Not like the turds that I have working here. Who's one of them walking towards me right now? Now, uh, sewage blockages are costing Thames Water, and so us, the bill payers, around 12 million quid a year. So this is ridiculous. I can't believe this. They have to unblock or unclog five houses a day. Uh, and it's basically all the gunk you've seen in that sort of fatberg. You must have seen, I think we'll show the footage of it going down there. We went down there. I've been down there, bloody hell. And these things are made up of things like hair, nappies. I mean, who's stupid enough to shove a nappy down your bog? Mental. Uh, condoms, uh, bits of fat from tampons. tampons, everything, the whole lot. Anyway, so um, what they've said is 30 tonnes of this crap that's unflushable goes down the sewers every 24 hours. And what they're looking for is a scheme to try and encourage people not to do this. <coughs> I don't know how you're gonna do that, really, because people are always gonna still shove crap down there, not just crap. Um, whether we can get them to do it, I don't know, but they're talking about things like having bins in the gents where you can put your um, <coughs> incontinence pads. I haven't reached that age yet, but some people we know might have, uh, and you know, those sort of things and various unmentionables. 
uh, wet wipes. We've done stories about wet wipes. Um, look, we all know you shouldn't be doing this, but how are you going to change the culture of 7 million Londoners, especially, the, frankly, the scumbags who are just going to go, oh, I ain't going to tell you that bin, I'm going to chuck it down there. Tough. Anyway, that's it. Right, we've got a bit of a change this week. Scarily, after their training, I'm going to get Johnny to join me on Viewpoint. So here we go. Is he in? Yes. Can we see him? Hello, everyone. What, what have you learnt from your training session? Uh, always keep the microphone below the camera. Yeah. Um, always speak to the audience. So Good. Hello everyone out there. How are you enjoying your Friday? And uh, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> I don't know whether it was a waste of time or my breath. <laughs> really? Neither. Neither. Anyway, how are you? Yeah. You've I'm been out and about. Can you see me? I find it very disconcerting, as we said, with the... Uh, what's the it mole, called? The, the Mole Man Cometh. The Mole Man Cometh, the Mole Rat. Mm. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just do that mm again. Just do that mm. Mm. And we've also noticed a little tick you have, don't you? What's that? Uh, it's exactly it. It's quite good. It's a little, little uh, right, you've got this week's viewpoint. Work, yes, right. Well, yes, but, okay. Uh, so tell me the viewpoint then. Yeah, so the viewpoint is about clothing and food waste, actually, but... It's more focused on the UK public and, you know, people around the world, really, just human nature, and how people kind of think they're doing a good job in terms of yes. the environment, and they think they're living more environmentally friendly than they are, to be honest. Uh, so it's, it looks at people's wardrobes and also the amount of food waste that they're chucking, uh, chucking in the bin. <laughs> who, who, Johnny? What, where is this from? Is this a study by some people? Yeah, yeah, so researchers somewhere have looked at this study. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There you go. The golden rule of journalism about identifying your sources, respecting I that you, and I, can, I know the company, and it's a serious plug, this press release. So do you want me to say? No, but I want to know who is, who is it? Is it a university? A, remo a removal firm. Okay, right. A, a removal, removal firm. firm. Uh, is interested in basically, they take, they're taking stuff out of people's houses. Right. So they're looking at how much people actually have because they're putting it in their vans. Okay. And they basically said... Uh, you know, why do people need, why does one person, one family need so much stuff in their house? It's not very environmentally friendly. So much crap. It's very true. So, uh, they surveyed people and uh, they asked them, in the last year, what mm -hmm. percentage of your wardrobe do you reckon you've worn? And what Go do you then. reckon it was? 5%. What, no, this is what people think. So, how, how many, what in your wardrobe do you think you've worn, percentage-wise? 5%. I literally wear the same things all the time. Everyone does. Right, you've got all these certain clothes that you've got there. Please laughing, but it's true. I'll tell you, all right, okay, well, let's do your bright suits. Your yeah, my bright suits, suits, right? So, my bright suits. suits only come up for the events, right? And then when, when Christina moved in, right, mm. I had two wardrobes. Yeah, it was all good. And she right? took over, she took over, all right? And now she it's full of her system. crap, right? So, I've got my stuff, and I literally can't wear anything because most of it I can't even get to. Well, you're not alone. There we go. 73% of people... 73% uh, of people... 73% of people's wardrobes haven't been touched in the of last Of those who year. responded to this survey? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. And uh, people actually expected that figure was a third, so they said, well, I haven't worn a third of my clothes, but it turns out they haven't worn nearly three-quarters of their clothes. Too so right. quite a lot of uh, clothes that are being wasted there, given to charity instead, maybe. That's true. Uh, and yeah, they also... Me and Sumit had a conversation about this Shouldn't earlier. Shouldn't 
<laughs> Language is constantly evolving. Sumit uh, <laughs> and I. Yes. Uh, we spoke about it in the week earlier. And we, we did. We both disagreed with this statistic. Uh, but, okay, so. People, the UK public said we chuck 5% of our weekly shop in the bin. Yes. It turned out that they actually chucked 15% of that weekly shop in the bin. But we both agreed, did we not, that we reckon that figure's a lot higher, closer to a third, maybe, of all food getting chucked away. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. People need to really... Except for Freddie. Because we found out yesterday, Freddie just buys, like, one carrot and his weird tins of beans mm. and three sweet potatoes, and he eats them all. Don't you, Freddo? He is an organised man. He is an organised so man. He's got a good system going on. He has got a good system. Waste. So all of this, basically, can we, do we know how many people were surveyed? Was it five? Uh, no, it's, it's actually a lot of people. It's 18,000 people across several countries. me! Yeah. Oh, hang on. This has suddenly gone up in my yeah. estimated. And who, who are the countries? 20 countries. countries. Uh, who are the worst? The US was the worst Obviously. in terms of food. Uh, but even, so I, think I blame the, Trump. I think on the food side, these statistics are a bit skewed. Uh, personally, because it says the US Fake news. wastes a quarter of their weekly shop. Yes. And I reckon it's got to be more than that. But. Depends on how many burgers you're going to throw out. Yeah, maybe. Not that all Americans eat burgers. No, that was very... Uh, very no, it was very judgmental and sweeping. Only 97%. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, go on. And, and I'm going to have to take the rest off the top of my head, but I believe Belgium was the worst offender in terms of fashion. Uh, no, I think they're actually... Switzerland. Well done. Same thing, really, aren't they? Uh... <laughs> I know, I I'm pretty sure Belgium are the most deluded people. This might do, do, be in the do, do, do you realise what is going on here? Switzerland. Alex has his head in his hands. It fake, says it fake all. Fake news. Fake news. Right, so what is your point with all of this? My point is that we need to look at the things we're buying, stop the endless consumption of materialism, mm -hmm. and think, you know, we can live much more minimal, uh, low-key lives than we are actually doing. Okay, right. Yeah. Then I want you to give up your car. I don't really drive my car. Okay. How about the four books you've got there, uh, which yeah. you never read? Yeah, from yeah? the charity shop. Yeah. Uh, the food that sits in the fridge that yeah. you waste. Yeah. I don't waste any food. Uh, uh, the, uh, how many uh, cigarettes do you smoke a day? None. Yeah. E-cigarettes? How many no. of those things? How None. much? How, what is the footprint of one of those things that you're taking? Where was it made? How uh, many small children put that together? <laughs> exactly. Everything I buy is locally Gives sourced. Gives it that, yes. Uh, locally sourced and secondhand. In all seriousness, this is a very good story because it does show you what we do, and we do waste, and we always end up buying. What we do is we're like idiots now, aren't we? We literally go and buy things, get to a point where there's too many things in our wardrobe, yep. chuck them all out, and then go buy some more crap. Yep, pretty much. And then you get Christmas, birthdays, Valentine's yes. Day to kind of load up on tap for the it's rest of the year. because they're all spoiled, these millennials. That's where it's from. Yeah. Yeah, it's my fault. It's our generation. We've spoiled them all. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a shocker. Might as well start over. Start over. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, look good. We both agree. Right, move on to your next story, which I thought was quite good with you going to Canary Wharf. Yep, Canary Wharf, the home of the bankers. Uh, so we You went said bankers, there. yes? Yeah, of course. Of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we went to Canary Wharf, and uh, they've basically installed seven water fountains across the estate. Uh, no, sorry, they're planning on installing seven. They've installed two. Uh, and they basically aim to slash the amount of plastic waste that's being produced. Um, and so I think that's a pretty good idea. I kind of thought, mm, are bankers really going to care about this kind of stuff? They live very fast-paced lives. But let's be fair, I've, I've been in Canary Wharf. I used to work there for a... It's not just bankers. You've got to cuddle up, apparently. <sighs> Come on. 
yeah, not just bankers. There, it's not just bankers. There's loads of shops there, loads of people who work in the shops there. Yep. So normal people as well as the very super rich. So it's 40 of the people that work there. I think it's 45 percent bankers. I found out. Okay. Get on with the point. So, I thought these people, they live very high-pressure, high-paced lifestyles. Uh, Just like us at ELN. Exactly. And I thought they might not even have time to go and, you know, find this water refill machine. Right. They might just grab a bottle of, uh, you know, Evian or Volvic or whatever their favourite brand or is. Tesco. Yeah. On or Tesco. Yeah, on the way to Or work. any other. Uh, but it turns out these machines have actually been really successful. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best things about them is there's a counter on the machine that shows how many bottles of yeah. water they've replaced. Uh, so this one machine has only been installed two weeks, the one we were looking at, and it's saved, as of yesterday, I think 1,300 bottles or so. We've played the video, haven't we, Rob? Yeah. No, we haven't. Shuck it, shove it up. Let's play just, the uh, video. Play the video behind. I just want to see uh, this little thing so that people can get an idea of what's going on. So you just fill it up. Yeah, where yep. you go. There's a geezer talking That's about Martin it. Martin Gettings. Yeah. yeah, and the idea is that basically... Uh, instead of you having to throw your stuff, use that one plastic bottle again and again. At yeah, this or like a metal bottle, or like this lady has here. She's got a, a permanently refillable one. Yeah. Uh, so she uses that, and it means if you fill that up twice a day, that's... I do like the counter thing, because that, that does make you feel, hang on a second, there's, there's something going on here. It's quite it satisfying brings, when you yeah. use it, because you can see, oh, click, I've saved a bottle of water. Yeah, of course, there. yeah. And you, um, you've done a lot of these water stories, because you did the one over at... Um, Borough Market. Borough Market. Yeah. And with all, uh, all this stuff, it does show a bit of a shift, because I can't remember where I was, where, was it, was it a, a gig or somewhere, it said fill your water bottle here. They're starting to pop up, isn't it? Yeah, everywhere. I think festivals now have them, shopping yeah. centres have them, hotels have them. Soon enough, I think shops are going to have them, where yeah. if they've got a tap, you can refill your water in shops. like standard We've shops. been ahead of the times here at ELN, because we've got a sink, haven't we? Mm, a free sink. Staff don't even have to pay to use it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I yeah. can't believe I'm not making money out of them. Uh, yeah, and they've also got what yeah. they claim yeah. uh, is the world's first, is, sorry, the UK's first publicly available deposit return scheme in a public uh, and space. And that, that was clever. So you put your old plastic bottle in and what do you get? Uh, it depends. You can put various things in. So a plastic bottle, a paper cup lined with plastic. And mm -hmm. it, depending on what you put in and the weight of it, it gives you a credit. So that then when you go somewhere in Canary Wharf and, I don't know, buy a smoothie or something mm -hmm. like that, you can get 10 pence redeemed off the price. So it's quite it's good. good. I like yeah. it. Okay. And then finally, you've got a really riveting story. Yeah, I think it's quite riveting. Uh, what do you think about renewables, first of all, Sumit, seeing as we're having a chat? Person I'm editorially neutral, as you well say. <laughs> I think my views are very clear. I think they're a good idea. I think that the truth is we don't want to pay for them. So that's the problem. Until we really want to pay for them, are they really going to make that massive amount of difference? Because, as you say, most people will still go, what comes first? Money. Yeah, for us. Yeah? yeah. So uh, the concept of renewables is great. But if, we, if we're going to do it, we have to fully invest. So that's my view on it. Well, 27% of business owners, that's mm -hmm. why I asked you, you see, uh, think clean power is actually a passing trend and it's not going to mm. be around in the future. And while I kind of agree with you that at the moment we're not there, maybe, uh, for mass adoption just yet, I think in 50 years I can't see a world that doesn't, isn't full of... No, I, I, think, I think the world is... It's all about how we develop this battery technology yeah if you get the battery technology right you can store the energy mm. if we do energy storage but i think actually rather than uh, renewable generation what we should be looking at is waste you just did the story about waste yeah 
if we just cut down what we use, mm. think about how much energy we'd save, yeah. and bills would come down. So like I'm not, uh, yeah, approach. I'm not surprised yeah. that they do. And talking of energy efficiency, mm. we'll be talking all about that at Expo, won't we? Yes, we will. Saving energy, saving the world. There we go. Yeah, yeah no, but it, it, it's one of those big topics we're covering. Mm. So uh, I think it's, it's it's interesting. Who was the survey with for this? Uh, this survey. Preet. Uh, I love it. He has no idea. He brought this story to bear. Who is it from, I'm Pri? just interested in the facts, you know? Yeah, okay. I love the way you're asking Pri to find who it was from. When you wrote it, you're full. It was from an energy supplier. Okay, right, yeah. okay. So they did a survey. Mm. And what sort of level of business was this? Is this small? All, 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 okay. In, across all different businesses. So and big actually, size and small. Talking of bankers earlier, the finance yeah. sector... Uh, were much more sceptical uh, mm -hmm. of clean power. So, I don't know, Ooh. whatever you make of that. Uh, but yeah, the reason actually a lot of them were sceptical is because they said renewables are too expensive, the government's not supporting them, uh, and yeah, they've got no future because of that, is their reasoning. I think that um, the truth is somewhere in between, because you will get people who will um, say it'll never work for them because mm. the costs are high and the returns aren't there. Yes. But I think you're probably right. By the time, you know, you're my age. God forbid. Uh, I think there'll be very more, uh, you know, much more of a renewable world. Actually, no, you're quite old. Uh, by the time uh, <laughs> Rob's probably my age, and then, then we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, lovely. Well, how did you feel you did this time? Uh, I think I'm going to make notes of my sources. Yeah, that would help. On, but otherwise, I think I did fantastically, yeah. No, no, Alex disagrees. Right, get lost. Oh, goodbye. goodbye. Don't fall over anything. Right, okay, now the second part of the dynamic duo joins me. This is going to be interesting. Come and sit down. Okay. What are you doing? Look, I thought there was some kind of intro. No, you don't need ah. an intro. Just sit. Robert, no intro for it's, me. It's all a bit unsettling this I week. know. They can't Rob, handle it. I'm impressed. They can't Alex, handle it. no intro. You don't need an intro, do you? You can have an Aston. Oh, it says come closer. The, closer, the chairs don't move, so I don't know how closer. What we do. I'm actually smaller than you today. I like this. Yeah, I, I think I like that. So okay, I'm all right. Come on then. So he did the story there about uh, businesses and renewables. You've got yep. another one to kick off another about. Another businesses story. A, a story about energy strategy. Yes. So um, a new survey was yes. just launched today, and um, it found that a majority of businesses in the UK and Ireland they don't have a formalised energy strategy. So. Um, so, although this was done across um, countries in the US, Canada, Germany, Italy, and Ireland, um, and the UK, but this is specifically the 71% is for UK and Ireland businesses. Right. Um, and um, do we know what size these, these businesses were? They for oh, major across, businesses? No, oh, across all across sizes. All okay, sizes, yeah. yeah. Um, and only 16% have actually set goals to link uh, sustainability with their brand because I think we've done quite a few stories already. Well, you about, went over to Ireland and did one of those, didn't you? Yeah. About, yeah. about how businesses, yeah. uh, about how consumers want to buy from businesses who they know are sustainable or are using sustainable products. Yeah. Um, so despite uh, more than half saying that that is important, um, only 16% actually have plans in place or goals in place to do so. Now, we, we've been writing this stuff for years. Mm. Only 16% now, after all yeah. these years, when it's been banged on. What does that tell you? I mean, to be, to be fair, this is, uh, with the UK and Ireland, it's quite a small um, group of businesses they've surveyed. Yeah. I think it's just over 200. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think 
But out of 200, think of, yeah, LED lighting, yeah. you talk about loads of different things. Yeah, considering we've been talking about sustainability and um, how good it is for our business moving forward, going towards a low carbon um, economy, I think, I think it's very poor on the part of businesses. I but, think. or is it really poor or is it because they still see energy as a low priority? No, I think that is part of it because um, I, we've done like stories, we've spoken to people in the industry um, in our events as well, yeah. where they say energy is not seen as a priority because they've got other things to deal with. Finance is a big issue. Uh, they've got issues with getting money from with the staff, um, HR, yeah. as I have. Uh, ooh. Oh. Do we agree? Nah. <laughs> Alex is shaking his head. He um, doesn't care. He's off. He's <laughs> like, like uh, right. But another go interesting on. point go, go. in this story was um, that a quarter of uh, no, that 80% of businesses, yes. and this is across all the countries I mentioned earlier, actually said that nearly a quarter of the renewables or the energy would be generated uh, through on-site production by 2025, ah. which is interesting, which means um, they are planning to invest in these technologies in renewable products um, over the next couple of years. On-site development. Is a good point. Uh, your next one is one of those many that popped up last year. Uh, yes. These, so tell me more about Portsmouth. So Portsmouth. So Portsmouth City Council. Yes. Um, was planning to establish an energy company, so a not-for-profit energy company, which we've seen in Nottingham, we've seen yep. in London itself. We went to film that a couple of months ago. Um, so what they said was they were going to establish this energy company and target. Um, fuel pure obviously they're aimed they're trying to aim this um, energy company towards tackling fuel poverty one of the yeah, issues okay. um, so try to get consumers to switch to their supply mm -hmm. to their supplier it was it's meant to be called Victor Energy so they had all these plans in place they'd already invested um, what they say is a significant amount of money but um, when they went through the business plans mm. uh, recently this Pull the plug on the on the plans. They pull the plug on the whole venture. Yep. And, and why did they do that? Them two, up to two point five million pounds. Yep. Um, and they said, regardless of obviously, there's such a big amount of money of public money. Too right. Um, they said if they were to continue forward with this venture, it would cost them. It would result in a significant, even further loss. Uh, so the reason they said they stopped it is because they 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 did. Um, uh, finance experts at PwC mm -hmm. did uh, an audit, uh, a research study, and they said that they would need about 15.2 million pounds worth of investment. <laughs> and initially, they thought they only needed 3.8 million. Significant change. Uh, also, they thought they only needed 25,000 customers initially, uh, but this report suggested that you, they needed 50,000 customers. Uh, so what the council said was, we're actually not willing to take this risk because... Well, do you know what? You've got to congratulate them because I told you, I've said it before, mm. I think it's been a stupid idea, these energy companies. Yeah. Because councils can't even run, they can't even fix the roads. Can't even Allegedly. sort out. <laughs> can't. Drive around. There's no, I have no, I've got fair comment, as you well know. Sure. Johnny, what's the defence of fair comment? Uh, justification. No, you fool. What is fair comment? Oh, just, uh, sorry, I'm, try, I'm trying to work on it. Look, look, it has no idea. Fair uh, comment means most people would agree with what you're saying. 
So you can't really be, you can't be libeling people if they're... So if you look at it, what do you think about this? This is what I've always said. They were a stupid thing to do because energy is very complicated. Mm. And they, they've just done it. I think it's it. a big task, to, big task to take uh, for a council. But, I mean, it has been going on. Other councils have been doing this. Yes. But I think on their part, it was a good thing. I guess they pulled the plug on it before yeah, it, got absolutely. Through, it got worse. Absolutely. So on that part, I think it was good. Although it would risk So they've got no plans to do this now? No, so they've scrapped it altogether. I think it was initially uh, put forward by the Conservative um, uh, Council councillors. Yeah. Uh, but now the Lib Dems have taken over and they said this isn't a good idea. So that's why they pulled the plug. Okay. And then the final but one. I have a feeling this, there is going to be more of these companies coming up. I think there'll be more of them going down. Councils. And now, after our Sea uh, Ventures yesterday... You've got a We've not got quite a, a fishy sad tail. Story. Oh, hang on. Oh. Oh, Can we have an R? Oh. Oh. Come on, guys. Okay, this is this so, is. So this is actually a really sad story, okay. and I'm really sorry to end on a really sad note. Oh. But I had to. She share was going to start the show on this. Show um, me. Oh, yeah, look at so it. You can see on the what video is it? There. It just so looks like a massive back turtle, and basically it was washed up on a beach in yeah. Cornwall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Show so me again, Robert. Play, play it again. Yeah, keep, keep playing it. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go on about okay, it. Okay. So, show me the uh, thing. Scientists at the University of Exeter. Yes. Found. Um, it looks like a, a giant spider or a big sort of black. Yeah. Initially, you can't really tell what it is. Where's, it, where's its little head? Because it's there? facing the other way around. What do you mean? It's is, that, on is, that, back. is that its bum? Oh, it's upside down. Yeah, it's upside down. Yeah. Oh. That's how you can't see the, the back. So it's not a leather bag. Johnny, do you want to share something with us? Leather belly. What is it? <laughs> what is this? I don't think people can hear Idiot. that. Basically, it's a silly video. Anyway, don't worry. Johnny yes. So this, this, so what's the point of this story? Okay, so the point is... Just a dead animal point, on the beach. No. So the point is, I'm sure you all remember the David Attenborough film. Uh, of course. About the whale and how the not whales... Not film. Series. Oh, sorry, the series, yes. Planet Earth, one Planet of the Earth. episodes where um, a whale lost its baby because of the plastic pollution yes. that plastic got into the yes. body. So this is a similar story. And because we had a video, I, I think I we've seen enough fitting. of the thing now. I thought now. it was fitting um, yes. to share. So enough it was washed corpses. up on the beach. Uh, and the, the scientists found a plastic in its body. Uh-oh. But although the scientists said that that wasn't the reason for the for uh, the, death. The, the death of the turtle. It, it was they, they thought it was most likely killed by a boat propeller okay. uh, in the UK waters. <gasps> but I think it just it just shows further evidence that of pollution in the ocean and how it affects animals and how that, we, need that to, is... we need to make a difference on what we do on our part in... They need to stop eating it. I don't know if you heard that. He said I'm they not, need to stop I'm eating. I'm not really sure what to say to Johnny. <laughs> it's true, actually. I mean, you shouldn't eat turtles. Um, yeah, don't eat, nice turtles, don't eat but turtles. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, but just cutting down on the waste and knowing what. If you go to the beach, just yes. make sure you clean it up. No, no, you absolutely. You're absolutely right. Bottles. And, uh, you know, having been a scuba diver in past times and I've swum really? with those things. Yes, they're lovely. Oh, sorry. They're that. lovely. Yeah, they're lovely. You, you know how to scuba dive? Yes. Oh, my breath. Down I go. Uh, but, no, uh, they are amazing creatures who live to about 200. So, poor thing. I mean, yeah. you know, and there's not that many leatherbacks, are there? Because they're, yeah, they're, they're protected species, aren't they? Yeah, what the scientists also said was um, 
almost all of the turtles they've examined so far yeah. have found they found plastic. plastics in the body, which is such a shame. Well, it's so, a sad point yeah. to and end. I'm sorry to end on a sad But at least there was no megalodons. Yes. Yeah. Ah. If you guys are planning to watch that movie tomorrow or any it's at quality. any point, it is quality, isn't it? Not. It is. Do not. It's all about the friends you save, not the ones you leave not behind. The ones you leave is that right? Yeah. Alex loved that. Cinematic it was great, cinematic brilliance. Oh you liked God. it. You weren't it scared okay. for once. No, no, it was scary. That, even that weed, Freddie, Freddie the weed, who said, "Oh no, I don't like to see scary <laughs> movies," and that's why he's grateful you're sitting next to you because if he could, yeah, Freddie was worse than me. He, he was kept worse. Like that, Jason he kept shutting his eyes. Yeah, when huh? yeah, when Jason Statham took his top off, Freddie was like, "Oh." Because he's got a better body. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Thank you, Pri. Okay, thank you. And stories? Stories if at... If you have stories, Go on, then. send it over to stories at energylivenews.com. And what did we learn about you in the presenter training? That I'm amazing. That the face I'm says it all. smiling and laughing. Should we zoom in? Zoom in, zoom in. No, no. Yeah, zoom in. <laughs> zoom in. Give her a close-up. There you go. She, she says everything she says. It just comes across it on comes her face. It comes across on my face. So I hope you enjoyed that little session. Thank you. And have a good weekend. All right. Why, oh, what an no. exit. Why are you taking you everything with on? you? Yes, I know that. But what are you doing? Just leave it there. Oh, God. Help us. Robert, help me. Help me in short fees. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> let's do short fees. Help my fears. Right, diary dates. Uh, Robert, we got the diary dates up. Yeah. Stop it, right. So, uh, Power Ride, first of all. On the 19th of September. Video is being played, I hope. Play the video. There I am. We're cycling away. We're doing a great uh, cycle ride. And you can get involved wherever you are. Come and join us down in London. You can get uh, take part with the guys uh, up uh, in Harrogate with CNG. Uh, I think uh, Power Director doing it as well. So get involved, just go onto our website, come and join us, ride one kilometer, every kilometer you do on that day, give us a pound for rheumatoid arthritis and arthritis research. And we will be doing the same in London. If you're around on the 19th, come and join us, it's a really good cause. I mentioned earlier when I was talking with Johnny about the expo, and that is on the 31st of October. Uh, Claire Perry, we have Ian Funnel from ABB, hope to be announcing two or three new CEOs to join our panel very soon. We've got 30 sessions, get yourself registered. Harry is sending out uh, lots of emails, got in, co in contact. Uh, we've all done some, so <clears throat> if you had one, please reply and get yourself, if you're an end user, remember it is absolutely free, get yourself registered. And then finally on the 6th of December, it's the night to remember. Woohoo! So uh, the nominations have opened up, get yourself, it's free to enter ELPA, the Energy Live Personality uh, Awards for 2018 and we'll be asking you to vote for who you think should be the personality of the year, someone in the industry who you think's done something really incredible, made uh, a difference. And it's about everyone. So if you're in sales and marketing, if you're uh, in the sort of uh, engineering side of things, if you're in uh, the PR side of things, uh, back office, front office, doesn't matter. Get yourself uh, nominated, get your friends to nominate you, all the details are on the website. And that is about it. I would do a, a shout out, but I don't think there's anyone watching because Kevin Cochran is on holiday. 
So there you go. Have we got a shout out? No. We had, four people there are four people watching. That's me. That's pre. No, no, that's fine. Uh, right. And then finally, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how we found this. It is National Black Cat Appreciation Day. There is something really evil about cats, isn't there? Mm, just, like they're just nasty buggers. I quite like a black cat. That one is really quite... I don't think you got that, Robert, but that is just it really... It does. It looks a bit like Harry, doesn't it? What do you reckon? <laughs> it's just like Harry planning away. Uh, so, yes, if you have a black cat, appreciate it today. That's what I can say. Uh, what is next week? Oh, next week's my birthday. Woo! Yeah, so we'll have a great show uh, next Friday. Yeah, 70, brilliant. Uh, we'll have a great show next uh, next week. Uh, from all the crew here, yes. Alex, say bye-bye. Bye. Rob, say bye-bye. Bye. Johnny, don't say anything. And Pri, say bye-bye. Bye. And uh, Freddie, can we say hello? Friends. He's just, he's too busy bye. doing something. And Johnny will say goodbye. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.